get off your ass and try and balance the scales on the other side. Bend me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Matt Strong, or should I say Santa's Elf today? Mr. Elf to you, mate. Mr. Mr. Elf. Elf. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're losing our evergreen aspect of the podcast if you start talking about Christmas and uh, and festive seasons. <laughs> well, I, come I on. I appreciate, the, you know, appreciate the, the uh, gesture. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm not really into that kind of thing, but my sister is really into um, pyjamas that look the same. And so you just it's just easier to indulge her. I think we need, yeah. I, I, I've not been into it, but my wife got some elf outfits for our children when they were very, very young, and um, it is quite funny. <laughs> did they, yeah, they look, did they look cute? Yeah, sure. I it saw did, a great one did, of, a, yeah, of a dog a dog dressed up as a little helper, where you put the front the small toy dog's front legs in, and then they've got these arms that wiggle around, and it looks like the dog's running. <laughs> and I'm not really into like small tiny <laughs> dogs, but dress them up like a little elf, and I can get on board with that. No worries. <laughs> right <laughs> let's uh let's crack on so so uh this is our kind of our, our holiday slash christmas depending on which part of the world you live in um sure. episode we're ahead of the schedule if we get this out in time hopefully we will um so we're going to kick off by by pulling apart kind of mind pumps uh eight point or nine point strategy for holiday hacks to prevent fat gain and i think we we probably agree with some aspects and then some of it i think we're probably don't necessarily jibe with how they're presenting the the what to do and shoulds and and woulds and and ought tos um so let's let's go one by one uh, number one is bring a healthy dish uh what's your, your view on that Matt? um bring a healthy dish well let's take it as it means so maybe that's just christmas day bring a healthy dish mm. if i did that in my house i would i would have to tee that up a long time in advance there are people that do certain jobs at christmas and if you mess with that system and you seem like you're trying to take over this is bad news for you that might be an altercation that i want to try and avoid um that and i i I understand the sentiment of that i i as we discussed earlier i'd probably take a bit more of an anti-approach to this it's like just to scrutinise one meal, I think, is missing the bigger picture. I understand the sentiment, and if you do have a healthy dish that's nice and delicious and people are going to eat, and actually it's not going to too much, cause too much of a ruckus, by all means, get in there and do that. If not, just enjoy your Christmas dinner. That would be my, yeah, and this that, that touches, would be my take on it. Yeah, and I think you, you touched on a really important point there, and, and reading the comments of this post on Instagram, it's it, yeah, a guy... So I think I think... Yeah, like you said before we went on air, this is kind of preaching to the choir a little bit, um, mm. and just 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 to cover off what you said. So yeah, it, it, I usually go to my mother-in-law's for Christmas, and if I brought started bringing my own food, um, there would be raised eyebrows. <laughs> That's not worth it. Um, Your food's crap. But, I uh, but yes. Yeah, but 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 anyway the the point that you're making which i think is is worth drilling into is this notion that uh you know a a single strategy around the festive season will will sort of solve your problems and usually this yeah and and there is benefit to this type of content i think but 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 i think 
it's it's not that single focus around one meal or a couple of days that's really gonna be the key in the lock or gonna help you feel, make feel make you feel better about yourself really i think i think there's you, you're on dangerous territory in you know and, and to the point where i'm almost kind of falling in the camp of just enjoy it like whatever that means to you enjoy it and and be kind of you know if you don't focus on what we should do and what we shouldn't do because that's going to create a lot of guilt and, and kind of self-consciousness around yeah that. i that's what these these posts are punchy and they can be quite concise and like i said i i, I do understand the sentiment and you know instagram isn't the place to be like incredibly nuanced and and bring in well maybe you want to set context at the beginning but like you just want it, you know, you're using it for what it is there for, punchy soundbite, kind of get people in, maybe some discussion in the comments. Even now when I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, I could say just get on with it, but it really depends on who you're talking about. But I think in the main, most of us, if that meal that you want to bring or that like dish, if that's going to add joy and good taste and flavours and not rock the boat and not cause any sort of other relationship issues then then do it um yeah and the, the you know the, the, depending on the, the kind of people that you're dealing with that might just be it might be expected in which case you can you can absolutely do that um but again like i, I think, think now we're spending a lot of time on one point we're just thinking this is christmas just think of the big yeah. picture i think you don't need to control yeah, everything n- number number two i can i can probably get get behind actually um organized family physical activity i think that that's that feels like something i can i can i can support wholeheartedly here we go this is that this is something that is yeah right in my wheel so many reasons why it works everybody's in the same room for long periods of time you need to extricate yourself (laughs) and if you've got to take a few men with you that's fine um, so I think it works for giving you a break between, you know, the intensity of like the holidays, depending if you're there for a long period of time. Maybe some people spend in a week with their family and stuff and they do that once a year. It's a completely different change of environment. Loads of different personalities. It can create a lot of stress. Getting outside, nature, all of those good things. Some time to yourself or with the, just the family that you like. I'm all for that. Mm. And yep. when you're thinking about, you know, a period in you know however long it is a week three days whatever where you know the chances are there's a lot of calories on the table and you are you you are probably going to be in a calorie surplus this is an easy way to combat that you know mm-hmm. 15,000 steps a day which is you know punchy but if you're you know obviously you're getting steps in when you're up and down the stairs playing with the kids or whatever you're doing it's not out of the realms of possibility if that's the one activity that you could do split up into three walks and you get all of the benefit, the physical benefits, but then you also get some of the nutritional benefits as in it balances the scales in terms of calories in. So I'm all for that one. Go number two. Yep. And if you've got a young family, as we do, like you need to get them out of the house running around, man. <laughs> it, it worked when he was a year, uh, a week old and it continues to work. They know, you know, they can't ask, they don't quite, no, like my my boy turned two the other day, and you can just tell they get they're not tired, they're not hungry, they they're they're antsy, they're sort of bored of their toys, they can't quite articulate what they want to do, but it's always go outside. That always yeah. works, right? Cool. Number three, fast before the holiday meal and after. Um, I'll give you my points before I come to you. Now let's go to you first, Matt. 
Oh, you indulge me, Mr. Ambassador. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think this one for me. I think if you if you're on a journey and you've done some, you know, you've got you've used a fasting strategy before. You understand it. You understand that it fits in your life. Life absolutely, go for it. I think for a lot of people, um, if you if you've never used that as a strategy and you're going into a quite a traditional setting, you know, for our house, it's uh, what do we call it? Coffee with brown sugar. So I'm having a whiskey in my coffee straight away because that's what my granddad used to do. And we honor him by doing that. There's no fasting. <laughs> in my, there's no fasting in my house. You could do it on the slide. No problems. But if you're again, if it's going to create a lot of friction Again, I don't want you to, I would say, don't focus too much on that one day. However, you know, you're going to eat a lot in one meal. It works, you know, for other, you know, other people around the world. You think of um, people who um, take part in Ramadan and stuff. It's a good, you know, they have to do that for religious reasons, but it, you know, it's, it's, it can be, it can be done and, and there can be good times at the end of it. You know, everybody's enjoying a meal at the end of the day. So, I've got no problem with it. I just, I, if, if that's not your normal bag and you're not um, already sort of embarked on behavior change and have experimented with it, I, yeah, just enjoy Christmas. Think, that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 So I'm not, I'm not really behind this point because I think, yeah, to your point, like if this is a variation from the norm, it's, it's going to be problematic to start implementing some well quite an advanced i'd argue quite an advanced strategy uh to support your nutritional goals at a time when your priority probably isn't nutritional goals your priority is to enjoyment and and you know socialization and and kind of enculturation and all the bits that that come with christmas really um so yeah i think from one one aspect of, of trying to maintain some 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 discipline and habits if it's something that you're working towards to your point exactly um try to maintain whatever you can along your normal pattern but if it's this is going to be new then no no chance it's not going to work yeah i think and it's also probably you know again it's, it's we're not really defining what christmas is is this as a week with your family is this just the one day i think i'm specifying here to you know just to be clear christmas day the day certainly in the uk where people tend to eat the most um but but i think the point still stands if it's a, if it's a new thing you've got a lot of information coming in already with you know being around that many people presumably you know or just in that particular setting doesn't have to be a lot of people that is is new anyway and it comes with its own traditions starting something new uh, when you could just go for a, a long long walk uh, well i'd pick the walk every time Mm. yeah you you yeah and you remind me i'm gonna interject here you remind me of a, a a text message i received on tuesday a few days ago um from a very good client that i've had for a long long time and he said after my fifth work night out with another six to go before christmas and realizing i'm putting on weight i'm going to redouble my efforts between them i'm not just going to be the to be a let's start again in january cliche yeah the corporate you know i work in london like these this time of year they do it's called silly season for a reason and and even if you like you go to all of them because it's important to be with your team i know we're going slightly off piste here but even if you kept it to like like reasonable like two pints a night when you add it up if you do five nights in a row it's a lot of calories it's like an extra day's worth of eating and all you've done mm. is add two social beers 
Uh, so, yeah, I feel for people. I mean, the other side of that coin is just either don't go or, you know, be an adult and don't drink if it's bothered, bothering you or send your personal trainer a text, get off your ass and try and balance the scales on the other side. <laughs> exactly. Um, number four, I, I kind of, I think is, is can be can be quite important, but it arcs back to kind of like, where you're at on your journey which is number four is prioritize essential macronutrients um my perspective is yeah I, th- I think i think this can be really crucial actually G- generally generally i think this is what people get wrong a lot and specifically if you if you can focus in on it at christmas then great but but yeah i think like you know we tend to crank up fats and sugars and not protein um and, and that can be a real struggle um, I mean, can I just make the argument against it? Just, 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 just because. Um, now, not all Christmas dinners are the same. I've seen some bad ones, and I've seen some ones that just go a little bit over the top. But I know in in the Christmas that we have, it is it is a long way away from being nutrient deficient. <laughs> there's a lot of nutrients. If anything, there's too many nutrients. So I'd get back to that point. But if that brings us into a conversation about saying, look, just like we would encourage anybody to when they're assessing their diet and their approach to nutrition further out from Christmas, etc., then, you know, being able to look at a plate and understand what is going to support your goals. And for most people, that would be lots of protein, lots of vegetables, less of the fatty stuff. I'm talking roast potatoes and stuff then you can still do that at Christmas, I think. And, you know, if it's not a big meat household, then you can, you know, go back for seconds and just have, you know, just, you know, double up on the meat that way. Or, you know, like I said, you can you can look at a plate and say, does this support my nutritional goals? Mm. But then the four or five puddings afterwards, so when you're going to come unstuck. Uh, but I, okay, so if you've already, but it, you know, up to, Puddings to me are, are, are calories. I'm not. I'm. I've never gone to a pudding and said, "Where are these nutrients?" You're asking. The, <laughs> no. you're, you're, you're asking the wrong thing. So I'd be getting my nutrients. In, I'm getting my nutrients in on the veg on on the meat on the <laughs> on the plate before. Leave the puddings alone. You're a monster. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, there, li- there lies the skill. <laughs> right. Let's move forward. Um, yeah. Uh, number five, I think, is a bit of a mute point. Be present. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip over that one. Wait 15 minutes before you get seconds. Yeah, that can be a good tactic, I guess. Can I just can I just go back to the other one, the present one? Uh, be present. I, I would I would have washed over that as well, but I I happen to be I'm, I'm very well. It's a bit of a humble brag now, but my mum turned 60s this year, and we are going to see them in South Africa. That's what she wants for Christmas, right? Three years ago, we I was there again visiting them, and on Christmas Day, I found out that uh, my partner, although we weren't in the same country, was pregnant, and I would say that that was uh, ahead of schedule. <laughs> and that day, because I didn't tell anybody else, I was just sort of processing it, that day was a very different Christmas day for me but obviously the big shock and and, and you know it, it was a happy time but that I did I was sat there just sort of taking it all in in a very different way so um 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, being present. If you could even just to sit, look around the room. I mean, not everybody enjoys their family time. I, I, I know that. But let's let's say that you do just to just to take a little bit of a mental picture. For me, it was about saying that, well, this might be the last time this happens because we're going to have a baby and it'll be different next time just to take it in. And I, I was obviously very emotional at the time, but it it felt different and it felt good to do that. So anyway, carry yeah, on. I, I think it's important. Um, I, I didn't gloss over it because I don't think it's important. I guess sure. if I'm being really critical, which I, I can sometimes be, right, putting that as number five in a post where you've got a nine-point checklist to go through during this period is is analogous, analogous whatever the word is, analogous to to actual being present. So yeah, it's 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 it doesn't make lazy. sense to be in there. It's lazy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, uh, wait 15 minutes before you get your, your pud. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm normally I'm I'm normally full and people are drunk, so things have slowed down by then. So <laughs> you, you kind of have to. I I think uh, that's a, I, I after a big feed after the big main course, that's the time for me to get outside, even if you don't go for a walk, as long as it's not hooning down with rain. That's the time to go and get back a bit of fresh air. Maybe get somebody goes and opens another another bottle of wine or whatever that you're into for that day. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I understand the premise. You might have a little bit less. That's why people say it. We should say that. Wait a little bit more. Eat a bit more slowly so that you get to give it a, a chance to feel full. Um, I think by that point in the day, is anybody thinking right? God, hold. <laughs> You're paint, painting a strong mental image of your Christmas day, mate. You are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, whiskey, whiskey for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I've got no shame about it. I, it's a powerful day for me. It, it, it is a, it is a powerful, powerful day. Yeah. Lots yeah, of boxes yeah. to be checked. That's it, man. That's it. You've got your own checklist. I've um, got my own checklist. <laughs> Different podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, number seven, invite your family for a nice walk after dinner. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's to your point, really, isn't it? Like, be active, go for walks, break up the day. That, that's cool. Well, I mean, look, if you're having my Christmas, people need a walk there because the idea... Yeah, I can say that. The idea is to, is to, is to booze hard, booze heavy, be merry, but nobody wants anybody to be sloppy <laughs> because that leads to arguments. So, you know, go in. Enjoy yourself, but don't be sloppy. And often a, a walk can just, you know, just bring everybody down a little bit and then you can carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and number eight, decline unnecessary leftovers. <laughs> yeah, sure. Good. That's why I don't like these posts. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what? It's number eight, and I'm bored of this now. I think, it's a bit, I think the whole like I understand. It, it just reeks of putting out content for the same of it. A lot of it is the same. Look, they've done it. We've done a podcast on it. It's fine. Yeah, we're complicit. I just, yeah, we are complicit. You know, we're, <laughs> we're it's the inception content. Yeah, like you said, I'm just bored. I just feel like it's ruining Christmas. It's such a much bigger conversation if you're talking about longer periods of time i would consider christmas three days like christmas eve christmas day boxing day i don't think that those three things matter a huge amount if you go for a big walk mm -hmm. 
and if you haven't already started on a journey then you know those three days aren't going to kill you but you know that kind of takes me to where I was you know we got through the list I've got some other points that I think were, would, would, be, would be helpful now that we've kind of picked that one apart if you wouldn't mind go for it I think if you haven't started on a journey or it is causing you know you've read that kind of post and you're like well I haven't really started on this journey but kind of makes sense I'm going to give them a go I think some bigger picture stuff that you could think about is that environment dictates action so and one of the most powerful things that you can do is particularly if you're in somebody else's house is to remove yourself from that environment so that goes back to the walking thing so if you need you know you're getting steps and you're away from the food the relationships etc so remember that environment dictates action if you're in control of your own if you're hosting for example and it is let's say just those three days remember that you might be on holiday a couple of days before that but those can just be normal days all right if so i would say to remember that um we talked about the steps no problem um what what i think oh right and if you're you know if you're reading if if it's a stressful time and you're kind of think oh shit another year's gone by and i haven't I haven't done what I said I was going to do in January and I haven't lost that. And you're already kind of thinking about getting on that journey. I do think that leave Christmas alone, read the post, maybe try to implement them. But if it's causing you stress. But I do think that there is now between when this goes out and Christmas, there is a time to sit, reflect, visualize about what's going to happen post Christmas. I know people now it's it's not quite fun now to bag on January and resolutions and stuff. We've got to start somewhere. And that's where everybody starts. So you can start now thinking about that. If you've tried things before, honestly analyze what did you think go, went wrong. Maybe this is a time to look at asking for, you know, figure out who you're going to go to for help and just try to start planning out. That I think that that would be better than messing around with Christmas Day and trying to, you know, wait 15 minutes for your pud. So just to get a little bit of forward planning about, you know, reflection yeah. on the previous year visualize what you want try and define it very well think about who you're going to ask for help if that's the way you're going to do or start to put together that action plan and you never know just by doing that you may start doing some of those things on that list anyway Mm. yeah so that's that's where i would be on that yeah and i think from from a tactical perspective um because i'm going to segue in a second but from a tactical perspective like the, the to your point is like it's not a two-week break where you're just going to sit on the sofa and eat constantly for two weeks. Like that approach is is is, is immature. <laughs> if you're listening to this, um, and yeah, break it up, change your environment, have something in your back pocket to do to be active. I think is is kind of the take-home message and enjoy it really. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with I agree with you, Matt. Today, sometimes you don't agree. It's true. <laughs> Um, right. So with that said, then, I think this is a really nice segue to um, temporal discounting. <laughs> so, um, so I think what we've got here is an opportunity to talk about something much more expansive and touching on the behavioral part of getting fit and healthy, which is by far, in my opinion, the most important part. Now, I'm not suggesting we're going to crack the nut in the next three and a half minutes but instant pleasure 
over long-term pain. I think there's an axiom um, that all things being equal, we will take the instant pleasure over a delayed gratification. Um, and that, that taps at kind of a lot of behavioral studies um, of how we are wired generally. Um, and I think it, 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 it touches on a quote, which I'm, I'm really loving at the moment and, and kind of posting wherever I can, which is we are for what is against us and against what is for us. Um, and I think this period is, is, is that a good example of that? And, and we've stated in the last 20 minutes that we don't necessarily think, you know, being overly disciplined and applying checklists and, and, and all that stuff is going to help you to be present and enjoy the period. However, there is some deeper thinking on what's going on here and, and kind of like how we can kind of shift our perspective to a longer term view. I agree. I agree. I mean, <clears throat> massive urge just to talk about environment again and other things popping off in my head. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we, we choose we choose the short term and i think so i think there's, there's there's some interesting kind of details about this kind of overarching axiom um around choosing instant pleasure or instant gratification over that delayed gratification when we know that the delayed gratification nine times out of ten is going to get as much further down the road of, of happiness wealth health whatever we, we're trying to achieve um however so so how do we how do we solve this problem is 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 kind of the question on my mind which isn't straightforward um and it's not simple and i'm not suggesting we're going to kind of cover it all but if if that is the case like if that, if we're wired to do things for instant pleasure um which i, I think is is a given i don't know that much about the research but you can check it out on your own um then how do we kind of re-engineer that to ensure that the instant quote-unquote pleasure is uh leading us towards something that is gonna give us the health wealth happiness that we want um so for me it's about understanding what is a negative feedback loop and what is a positive feedback loop and even if it's instant or not what what is going on there and i think this is defined by having tight feedback loops <laughs> and that's really difficult when you talk about health and fitness because any um thing you do today you're probably not going to see tomorrow and maybe for, for for a little while off into the future in terms of results um yeah and that, that's that's kind of where my head's at well can you can you explain that what, what, what's a tight feedback loop so i think we need to understand that a tight feedback loop in in kind of a systems or process thinking would be um, you're measuring something over a very short period of time that gives you the feedback to then iterate and change and adapt and also has a positive reinforcement element to it. Right. So it will almost be like a feedback. You, so some feedback is, and the, the delayed gratification is, is the goal at the end. And so by being a bit more process driven, you give yourself an opportunity to have feedback a little bit quicker because you can the process could feed back to you rather than just the end goal being the feedback of whether you've been successful or not yes yeah yeah that's a good uh, that, that's 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 a good explanation and i think the the way that i view this and i think i've talked about it before on the podcast is we we what when you have these conversations with people about oh the new year's resolution or the fat they want to lose or the muscle they want to build whatever it might be it's yeah that is a long-term goal right to add 
five pounds of muscle or to drop you know five kilos or whatever it is that's that's like a two three four five month goal whatever it might be however aggressive you're going to go after that you that's a very slack feedback loop okay and that's going to cause a lot of problems in terms of your day-to-day environmental um suggestions the marketing the 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 cultural norms um the social settings all those elements so uh, we uh, in my mind we need to re-engineer that and the way to do that and the people that are fit and healthy and and train every day and do the things they want to do they've got a different uh, view of this because they're not they 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 they're not outcome orientated they're process focused process focused um and almost you can almost be you know i think the way i i like to look at it is agnostic of the outcome as long as the process makes sense which is a bit of a dichotomy because how do you get the right process if you don't know what the outcome is so i think that can be confusing but so i think having an outcome is fine whatever it might be but understand that that's a delayed gratification so from a behavioral perspective how we're (coughs) wired that that's going to be problematic therefore we need a closer a smaller feedback loop to to ensure that we are getting that positive reinforcement of the actions that we're taking that's going to lead us towards what we want so uh, so okay so let me get uh, an example that just came to my head so somebody says to you i want to achieve let's say it's a weight loss thing right and you can sort of confidently say in this example just make things simple right well that goal is made up of a hundred workouts so the feedback loop is that every time that you, you you go to the gym and you get a workout, that's one step closer to 100. So you know you've got to complete 100 workouts in the time in order to get the goal. And then that feedback of going to the gym because you know 100 is made up of 100 ones. And that, does that, do you think that that gives you the feedback? Something, I mean, I know I'm making a very simple example, but I do kind of want people to understand what, you know, what I've, what a feedback on process could look like yeah and and i think yeah I think, um, we need to we need to give it a concrete example but i think i think that can help but i think that's too almost almost from my the way my brain works it's almost too analytical that's just like right. ticking off on a tally sheet that right. doesn't that doesn't give you that kind of like a feeling we're all, we're all after a feeling aren't we we can be as analytical as we want but but we don't do okay. things because we don't, we don't feel like doing them and we want to, we don't feel happier we want to feel better usually um, we want to feel the status we want to feel the whatever it might be but yeah so i think that that approach is underlying but i think for me it's about getting to a point and there is a period that you know this is a process of getting to to understand what's going on where like you you go to the gym and every session, maybe not every minute of your workout, but generally you're enjoying that. And the outcome of that 30, 40, 60 minutes of training is its own positive feedback loop, right? You walk in and you know you've achieved something. You walk out, you know you've achieved something. Psychologically, you've got that loop embedded. And anyone who trains on a regular basis will tell you the same thing. They love it. They enjoy it. They love the process. They're getting on with it. So it's about crossing that bridge. Okay, so I agree with you. For somebody like me, probably for somebody like you, you could probably, you know, I, I, if I was coaching you, I would give that sort of broad thing example and say, well, you know, this is this is a, it's not a metaphor, but it's like a very basic example so that you can see that 100 workouts gets you where you need to be and, and it's made up of, a, a, you know, 100 is made up of 100 ones. You're talking about more, perhaps more, more subjective feeling during those um 
during those sessions, during those 100 ones, uh, you would, you know, we, we've talked about this about how when we, when we, you know, onboard clients and, <clears throat> you know, we did a, a podcast on avatars and stuff just to get some idea of whether you're, you know, we've got some buy-in with you because you like working out or that you, you're probably going to enjoy it. I would say that sometimes that people don't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and, but, but that, but then you might explain, you know, they've, you might offer them a different feedback loop or, you know, try to get them towards a, a, a different feedback loop that, that gives the same thing that the person that enjoys the workouts gets, because that's what we're after. We're after that positive feedback loop. So you don't have to just rely on that long term goal that's, you know, far off in the distance. Um, yeah. So just to be careful, you know, just just to just to say that it depends on who you're dealing with. We're not saying here that everybody is going to enjoy workouts. Or that, it, or even somebody like me enjoys every workout. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so, I think yeah. the psychological standpoint we need to get to is to understand that whatever your choice, you know, your weapon of choice is, you can view it as as preferable to doing nothing. Um, mm. And that's psychologically that sounds obvious and and it sounds like a, an obvious truth but that's that's I, I i think most most things that people are struggling to achieve are <laughs> that's that's the reality yeah. of it um and just to go a little bit deeper on this is is like this whole kind of stimulus response um understanding a bit more about what's going on there and the the whatever's stimulating you to 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 have a a to take a what you're perceiving to be a negative action in terms of your health and fitness understanding what that stimulus is and the trigger to that stimulus um and what's triggering that and this you know we're getting into the weeds now but it's it's like what is the stressor that's causing you to emotionally or or um or think that you're not able to train at a gym or feeling self-conscious about you know doing a home workout whatever it is that's that's kind of stopping you the barriers and also the triggers to the poorer behaviors that you're you're viewing as as, as unhelpful cool i had i'd um i've got to butcher this now but when when you when you started talking about this my mind and you talked about research and i was like does it does watching a lot of videos of the marshmallow test with kids does that count as research you know that one? <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's an example of delayed gratification. So you leave one marshmallow in front of a two-year-old and say, I'm going to leave. If, if you come back and you haven't eaten it, I'm going to give you another marshmallow. And they, 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 they sort of, the claim is that you can have a, that it's a reasonable predictor of how successful kids or these, these kids that then become adults are going to be, that the ones that sort of tend to delay gratification tend to do a little bit better, certainly financially, maybe even like, um, I've never done that test, but I could, as an adult, I could say that I'm probably, <laughs> I probably ate the marshmallow. I definitely yeah. ate the marshmallow. Um, and so when I think about that, I think, okay, I agree with what you're saying. And I think you do need to have, um, you, you do need to have, you know, more immediate feedback loops, positive feedback loops, because the, the goal that you've set is too far in the distance. I think what helps with that is the story at the beginning. Really, uh, we t I touched on this when I talked about my avatar in the, in the previous podcast, but really getting into the detail and 
and pressing people to define in detail what that goal is. Not, I want to be a bit fitter, I want to be... And, and allow them to tell a story and listen to what it is, the, you know, the good stuff and the bad. That can really help to make sure that what's in the future remains valid for long people to, uh, you know, for, for long enough for you to then embark on a process. I think if you don't define the goal very well, it's very easy to move the goalposts and then you have to start with a new plan and a new feedback loop and stuff like that. So spending the time at the beginning is very, very important. Even when you have these feedback loops and you've got, let's say you're on the road to the process, um, you have to, you, you hope that that feedback loop outweighs all the other, th all the other information that's coming in because the, the negative things or maybe the other things in the, your life that are not helping you go towards the goal don't always have to be negative. They can be neutral. They don't just go away. It's not like it's not happening in a vacuum. So to remember that environment does, re can really, you know, help with that, you know, gaming your environment so that you can reduce the amount of things that are affecting you completing these tasks on the way to the goal is probably a good way to start. And, and, and the most, <clears throat> um, the most obvious way I can think to explain this is when you do the marshmallow tests, it's really easy when there's no marshmallows. Everybody looks like a genius when there's no marshmallows. So you can think about that, taking things away. No, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know that the test doesn't work, so don't tell me that. Just saying, you know, as a thought experiment and a way to say that environment dictates and can have a huge impact on whether those processes are going to be, are, are going to outweigh some of the other information. Removing mm -hmm. things can be, um, you know, can be can be very very helpful so yeah and i think yeah and and, and i think it's, it's a good example of marshmallow test because everyone's heard of it but in, in prep for, for kind of this part of the conversation i looked at an article about um uh, adherence to blood pressure medication this sort of geek stuff i geek out on um and immediate gratification um so time pre preference for immediate gratification associated with load medication adherence to uncontrolled blood pressure and and you know to cut to the chase um Adults with preference for immediate gratification had worse adherence to their blood pressure medication and therefore worse blood pressure or uncontrolled blood pressure. Um, but but, but to, to what you just said, I think the, the point here is, is, is twofold. One is that it, it, we inherently link things to our, to our identity and therefore become very, very difficult to change. So we, we, we call them beliefs and they stick with us, especially in adulthood, and therefore change becomes really, really hard. Um, so the first point is like understanding that you can change and, and you will change one way or another anyway. It's whether it's a slow degrade over time or it's a proactive um, vote by you to actually make a positive change and see it through, um, is understanding that, yeah, that, that fixed mindset has been debunked by the science of the last 10 15 years so don't get caught up in that narrative please um, it's not going to be helpful for you the second point is um that process matters like the the, the tools and tactics matters the process matters and and what i tend to think now but i did don't think i did sort of five six years ago in the coaching space is that often people have not found the right process or they haven't linked it to the goal that they want and, and it's, it, it becomes a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. And to, to the point of the, the Avatar podcast series that we did, um, you know, my guy, they just, just are taking the wrong actions. Just, you know, there's just a lack of 
understanding. I don't want to say knowledge because I don't think it's necessarily about knowledge. It's about understanding, uh, you know, the actions taken appropriate to, to the goal and the outcome and therefore the process not being not being suitable. And that's, and that's where I think a, a, a good understanding of your own story, because often when we're telling that story, we're just telling the, the, the goal. That's the one that we fixate on. So having to be able to be in an environment or with a relationship, maybe with a coach or, you know, somebody else that's been through it, a friend, somebody that kind of understands that and gets you to dig a little bit deeper because that's how you get a better connection between the dots. And that's how you can, you know, like you said, it's not people. Some people are taking the wrong actions. In your example, just previously, we it was right and proper to highlight the subjective feedback that you get from each individual session in the gym but I know that I've definitely trained that every time they train, they hate it. That might say something about my programming, but I, I, I know this person, the one I'm thinking of enough to know that that was, was always going to be a struggle. It just happened that, that that form of exercise was the most convenient one for her because the gym happened to be next to work. And, you know, and so actually we had to highlight other things. And, you know, that's what we're saying. So you, know, that's, you, you did it quite nicely there. It's good. Cool. Cool. I think we're we're kind of up against time here, Matt, aren't we? But, oh yeah, um, mate. I'm gonna have to go because uh I uh I'm late. <laughs>